All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with John of the Bitter One. I saw my brother on Facebook, my older brother, the one that lives in Kansas. Although, actually, both brothers kind of live in Kansas. My older brother lives in Kansas, and then my little brother lives on the Missouri side of Kansas City that is sometimes just confused for Kansas. They're all in the same neighborhood. Anyway, um, my older brother put out his Christmas stuff already today. That's where he's at. He's, he is up on his big old ladder, and he is putting out Christmas decorations, and he's getting himself all ready to go. And I'm thinking to myself, that's like that's the right time. When when you go, what we should do in society is we should go from one holiday to the other holiday, and we should make it a seamless transition. Some of these people play, playing Christmas music a couple months ago. They're getting uh, all sorts of different decorations out. They're having themselves the time of their life. Listen, you do you. The people that want to celebrate Christmas in July and and have it at the different uh, the different beer tastings and stuff where you do the Christmas in July, have a good time, enjoy it. It's no big deal. But uh, I think my I think my older brother got it right. He was raised right, that man. Uh, I think he I think he had good parents because that was uh, that's the right call. The moment Halloween ends, it's it's November first. You go out there, you put the Christmas lights on, and you enjoy it. All right. For more on this and for more on how Deshaun Watson looked today, let's talk to our Browns insider. His name is Daryl Ryder. Brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Uh, Daryl, do you have the Christmas stuff up, or when do you get it up? So uh, the rule, my rule is. Um, I detest seeing anything Christmas before Thanksgiving. I want to have my turkey first and my oh, cranberries and my pumpkin pie. I completely skipped over Thanksgiving, didn't I? Uh-huh. I'm like one holiday to another holiday. Now, I completely skipped over <clears throat> Thanksgiving. Now that I'm in my, my mid-40s, though, yeah. so the first, the next nice day uh, in uh, November, I was just having this conversation with my girlfriend tonight. The next nice day in November, I'll do the outside of the house. So mm. I'll, put a, I'll, I'll, I'll decorate the outside. Because nice days this time of year are hard to come by, and I'm getting old, and I really don't want to be decorating when it's, you know, cold out. Sure thing. So the next nice day, I will put the outdoor Christmas decorations up, uh, but I won't light it until after Thanksgiving, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, and, you know, the the tree, the indoor decorations, that goes up Thanksgiving night. I love your ornaments. Your ornaments are always such a treat. I love them. You have great Uh, ornaments. Thank you. Appreciate that. And then uh, everything comes down New Year's Day unless I'm working, and then uh, the the next day that I'm not working in in the New Year. Then everything gets, you know, tucked away for the – but, yeah, like um, someone gave me grief because I I was old man yelling at Cloud uh, because I went into a store in September – and half the damn store was Christmas stuff already. And I'm like, can we trick or treat? Can we have some turkey first? Can, like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, we got to go from I mean, holiday to holiday. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I get a little grumpy when I see the Christmas stuff. But I, I know, like, now it's November, so. Yeah, November, I think you're in the clear. I think like, nah, now, now's the time, right? Yeah, no, nah, again, I, I want to be thinking about Thanksgiving. Then, once Thanksgiving's done, fine. Let, let's go crazy with, the, with all the holidays. Christmas and Hanukkah okay. and Kwanzaa and. You know, uh, all the other celebrations that are uh, out there that, that, you know, during that time of year. It's why it's called the holiday season. But, yeah, I don't like seeing that stuff before Thanksgiving. I, I'm just, just, you know, I'm, I'm becoming a grumpy old man. I admit it. I guess so. I'm going to go home and put out my mench on a bench. Are you going to put your menorah up? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Hey, you know, it comes earlier than, uh, than Christmas, though. So we, I, I got to get on it. Is it? <laughs> And, and you know how it works in my household. So I'm Catholic and my yes. wife is Jewish. And yes. uh, I like my mensch on the bench, though. I think that's uh, that okay. one's got to be everywhere. And uh, when it comes to me, it's like you're in charge. If you want to do any Christmas stuff, it's on you. And so I just don't do Christmas stuff anymore. Oh, for the most well, part. I was going to say, what if you did the tree, right? You did a Christmas tree. 
Uh, and um, I have a fake one that I, I in some years I put up and some years I just don't. Oh yeah, I no, my, mine's artificial. It's got the lights and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I need to replace it with a LED one, but uh, I came within whiskers last year of getting the tree I wanted for like fifty bucks. You know, on clearance after Christmas because I'm that guy. That's I buy great all buy. my. I buy all my new Christmas stuff after Christmas because it's on the clearance rack, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. And so all the stuff that I bought last year will be on display this year. That that's how that works. Man, so you gotta wait. You gotta wait a whole year yeah. in order to get it though. Yeah, but you know what? For like great deal. For seventy five percent off. It's a great deal. I I'll wait eleven months. Can't complain. <laughs> Can't complain. All right, let's get to it. Uh Deshaun Watson today. I, did uh, I read this right? So I, I I don't know. You tell me. No zip on his pass? Is that what it you It was said? all right. I mean, it was all right. It wasn't, a, it, it wasn't normal Deshaun throwing. How about that? Okay, you've seen a lot of his throws, so you would know. Uh, what did you actually see him do? Was it, was it varied in the distance? Would it, what, what yeah, did he do? I mean, he went through the normal stuff. He, he went through normal QB1 stuff, the, the portion that was open to us. Um, but I could tell he wasn't, he wasn't himself. And then the other thing, the, the big thing that I noticed was the, the movement of uh, the right arm and shoulder uh, in between the throws, which kind of told me he wasn't all that comfortable. So um, I'm not – just my opinion, I wouldn't play him this week. I talk about this on the podcast that he either dropped tonight or is going to drop first thing tomorrow morning. I wouldn't play him this week. Uh, I, I just think that because if you play him and he gets hurt again, right, now you're, you're just you, – you, you, you just ask him for trouble. So I wouldn't play him this week. Just start PJ Walker and pray to God he doesn't throw three interceptions and you can beat the one and seven Arizona Cardinals. Now does the opponent come into play in that? Yes. Okay. And and then look, the Cardinals are in the same spot the Browns are, really. I mean, we don't know who the the quarterback for the Cardinals is gonna be this weekend. True. <laughs> right? So um one's Kyler Murray and another, hang on, give me a second, because I gotta look Clayton up the dude's Toon. name. Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon, yeah, never heard of, of him. Houston. Yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah. So that yeah, so big arm, um, big arm. I don't know how uh, they're going to prepare for not knowing what quarterback they face, but I, you know, it is what it is. Well, but I, yeah, that's kind of what they're going. I, well, I, you tell me, are they going for the element of surprise there, or are they going to try to get Caleb Williams? And they really just think that uh, uh, Josh Dobbs was compromising Could, that ability. Couldn't tell you. I'm not in Arizona. I, I don't. I, don't worry. I'll have an Arizona guy later on. Okay. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a question for him, not for me, because okay. I. I don't know much about about the Arizona Cardinals uh, roster but building it is process. I mean, I you know I do CBS Sports Radio, so I talk in a national perspective. I know. Congratulations on all your success. No, it's not that. It's just sometimes I got to put on the national broadcasting hat, and so I got to think about these things every now and then. And I genuinely, Daryl, I can't figure out one way or another what they're doing that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, know that they're. I don't know that they know what they're doing either. We might not. All I know is for a team that uh, was accused of tanking, and uh, you know, I'll admit I was one of them. I had them pretty much in stone that they were getting the number one pick. I don't know they're gonna. They, they play hard. They play tough. They've been yep. in a lot of. They're kind of like the four and forty-four Browns, right? I mean, those teams were god awful, talentless as can be, but some way somehow they just week in and week out found ways to be in games yet still accomplish the mission of losing those games. So um, I, I feel like that's where the Arizona Cardinals are at right now. And so there's no possibility, though, if it's not Deshaun, it's going to be P.J. Walker. That's correct, correct, right? Okay. Yeah. Kevin was asked that point blank today, and Kevin said yes. It is P.J. Walker is the number two. You know, I take so many calls, it feels like every day, where somebody says, what about DTR? What about DTR? And then, and here's your response. 
Go back and watch the Ravens game. Well, but the Ravens do Thank have you one for of the, the call. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, you got you to at least say that on DTR. I would think more, though, it comes down to the idea of if you, it, it's so hard to have the players go from quarterback to quarterback to different quarterback to different quarterback. This feels more like P.J. Walker would be continuity more than it would be anything else. Yeah. And go back and watch the Ravens game. Yeah, I again, that was my first logic on it, too, was that it was just – but it was just such an unfair – it's an unfair ask to have your first start be up against a Ravens defense. It's the number one scoring defense in the NFL, and you got two hours notice to do so. Not a whole practice week or anything like that. Like that's a, I, I, I'm growing compassion here, for DTR that well, I didn't here, here's, have uh, previous. I see the talent in him, and I don't want to see him screw him up. Okay. And I think throwing him out there right now, risk, you risk screwing him up. Okay. No, very fair. And, hey, if Deshaun's throwing – then this this thing it can't I mean hope fingers crossed I mean it can be I guess but you'd hope that it, we're not too far off here and then against that Baltimore team that we talked about what a good defense they have yeah. uh, maybe we do get Deshaun back in time for that yeah yeah but I, I I don't want to see Deshaun this week I'm sorry no I get that I get that uh, did Kareem Hunt say anything interesting today to you uh when does Kareem Hunt say anything interesting he's very soft spoken exactly that's my point um. Uh, well, no, actually, the response was uh, he did on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I was curious, because on Sunday yeah. he was he really yeah, he's, water's he made, under he made his thoughts known. And then it, I, I thought today maybe he he was trying to make sure that he was going to be a good soldier about everything. Yep. Yeah. Well, he and Kevin had their talk. So I think Kareem said what he needed to say. I think Kevin said what he needed to say. And uh, water on the bridge. They move forward. Now, does Bill Callahan? I, I heard Bill Callahan is the guy that actually decides which running back is in, in certain spots of the game. Is that accurate? I never thought to ask that. I okay. will ask tomorrow. Okay. All right. Um, I heard Nick say that, actually. That was from Nick. That was a, that was a Nick thing. I'll, I'll ask tomorrow. Okay, good. Um, all right. Cedric Tillman. Yeah. Did you see him today? Uh, yeah. Elevated role? Uh, it was uh, the normal practice. He took the same reps he always takes. All right, so who was with the ones then? So if, if Deshaun we don't got get to sometime, see who's with the ones, you don't get to see that. I don't know. No. I honestly don't know what you guys saw today. Okay, or not. here's let me. Okay, let me uh, let me explain to you what we get to see. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. I think we the get fans to go in and watch him stretch, and let me tell you, that is some riveting stuff. <laughs> okay. Then we get to watch him run through individual drills. Again, let me tell you, some riveting stuff. And then we get kicked out. So the Deshaun throws today was just from individual drills, and that was it? Yeah. We, we, we don't get to see any 7-on-7 7 on 7 like Was he throwing like a ball boy or something, or what? No. I mean, he was throwing the, the positional drills to the receivers and tight ends and running backs. Okay, like okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay, okay. Yeah, but we, we don't get to see 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11. Seven, 11 11. Yeah, that's too bad. Once training camp's over, man, that's it for us. We get, we, we get our 20 minutes to watch stretching and some individual drills, and then they very politely ask us to get the hell out. Do you, well, at least they're polite about it. Do you buy that that's part of the reason why backup quarterback and really just quarterback play in general across the league is so bad right now? There, there, there's, there's two thoughts of logic going around at the moment. Uh, well, they're backup quarterbacks for a reason. No, but, but like it's different than years past in a lot of ways. And it looking is? at the starters for this upcoming week, I, yeah, I would say, I would say the current quarterback situation right now in the NFL, I, I, it's borderline a crisis at the moment, Daryl. Oh, it, it's about as ba- it's about as bad as we've seen it, and I think there's a there's a few reasons. What for because that. what the number two guys having to play now? 
Well, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks have gotten hurt, but I mean, I mean, they're they're, they're backup quarterbacks for a reason. No, but he, there's even still starters that are actual starters that in years past would have been considered backup quarterbacks. Like they're they're it's different oh. right now. Now I don't know is that roster construction not allowing for the dollars or reps for the backups anymore, or is that just a defensive boon that is making quarterback play harder? Is the question I'm getting at here? Oh, I have no idea. I haven't studied the matter. I know the Browns back. I know the Browns backup quarterback situation is pretty terrible. <laughs> Yeah, and that's but that, that's but accurate. I put that on the GM. The yeah. the GM is in charge of the players that get brought in, so he went in assuming, and I get it because of what they invested. But he went in assuming that uh, Deshaun Watson was starting seventeen football games plus playoffs this year. And then my response to that is, when the hell does a Browns quarterback survive sixteen games, let alone seventeen in a season plus playoffs? It just doesn't happen. It's happened three times in twenty five years. So I just feel like it's poor planning on his part. Now, also, too, uh, hard to find uh, good backups. Like last year, Browns had a good backup. Jacoby Brissett was fantastic. He was not the reason they started 4-7. and seven. If you put this defense on last year's team, he's probably 7-4, and 8-3 and three sure. as the Browns starter, okay? Yeah. So, um, and, and that's why there was so much clamoring, hey, go get Jacoby Brissett from the Washington Commanders. But... They wanted a, a second or a third round pick or whatever that was that was reported out of Washington. Okay, that's fine. I, I want to win the lottery. Um, you know, <laughs> the, there, there's what I want versus reality, right? So uh, they end up keeping a player that they're probably not going to play. And that's fine. That's their, their decision. But from a Browns perspective, uh, de- depending on what the reality is with this injury with Deshaun, I mean, we're six in- weeks into this darn thing. Uh, you know, he's missed, what, four games already? Three game, no, three games. I'm sorry, because he start he he technically st- he started against the Colts, but right. I kind of consider that as a missed game. I would because count that as a missed game. Yeah, he, he he didn't survive. He got hit once and boom, out he went. No, so what I, what I was getting at, Daryl, though, isn't necessarily that. It's more so. I I've, maybe I'm just too in the weeds when it comes to the Vegas people. My Vegas people right now, all they all they're talking about is whether or not the NFL is a quarterback problem because they're looking around and 11 backup quarterbacks played significant snaps on Sunday. Uh-huh. This upcoming week, 12 of the 32 opening day quarterbacks could be on the sidelines. And well, I uh, I I I'm sorry for your Vegas people. Please send them my condolences. I think it's a real league-wide issue, though. And I will send them yeah. condolences in the form of uh, a bunch of dollar bills wrapped around. And <laughs> we can make See, a, now we can buffet vouchers, too. I don't now know. we're getting to the root of the question here. Ah, follow the money. Follow the green brick road, Daryl. Yeah, well, I'm looking around, and I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, some startling matchups like Jalen well, Hall versus there's... Taylor Heineke and Tommy DeVito versus Aiden O'Connell this weekend. And I'm like, what is going on in the NFL? Well, who's the kid? Who's the other guy? Uh, t- tuna? T- Tooney? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got What's Clayton his name? Toon. Clayton Toon, yeah. Clayton Toon. They're everywhere. Clayton can't carry a tune. They are against yes. PJ Walker, Texas Ranger. They are everywhere. Get your tickets now. Tommy DeVito. Uh, Bryce Ripien. Tommy DeVito, any name, relation right? to Danny DeVito? Ah, that's the same joke I told Andy. Ah. Andy came in on Sunday, and he goes, he goes, uh, you guys know who's playing quarterback for the Giants right now? And I'm like, I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. And he's like, Tommy DeVito. And I'm like, ah, Danny's cousin. Great. Uh, but that, isn't that a joke, though? Well, I'll say that's this. I hope, Tommy, I'll say, I hope Tommy DeVito's a hell of a lot taller than Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. Danny DeVito's a keyboard elf. I mean, that's just, that's the reality of that. <laughs> Yes, he is. That's a, that's a very you know what that's a very polite way to put that. <laughs> Thank you. When I when 
No, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. I'll, I'll text it to you later. And it's not to be shared hey, on you. Because you'd get me in a lot of trouble. There's something if I, I got to text you later that you slipped in this conversation that I did not acknowledge, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm getting old. I have a one track mind. So, you know, sometimes multitasking is difficult. Congratulations on all of your success. If you said it to me, I get to say it back. Yeah. All right, Daryl, it's been a pleasure as always. I will talk to you on Sunday, and I will talk to more Arizona people beforehand, and I can figure out what's, what the hell is going on over there, and hopefully we can figure out what the hell is going on over here as well with the quarterback situation. Thank you for your insight as always. I'll talk to you Sunday. Toon V. Walker, can't wait. I mean, it's so bad. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Bartender! Honestly. Thank you, Daryl. Bye. All right, Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. He knows these games this weekend are going to make your eyes bleed. I sir, can I read some of these matchups for you guys? Tommy DeVito versus Aiden O'Connell is going to be a thing. Jalen Hall versus Taylor Heineke is going to be a thing. Thank goodness Kenny Small, Baby Hands, Pickett got back on board, or else we would have had Will Levis versus Mitch Trubisky, Josh Dobbs versus PJ Walker. If PJ Walker, I mean that was that was going to be a legit matchup as well. Now, obviously, Dobbs is off to Minnesota, so we got to slot that one in there. Uh, unbelievable. It's just that, yes, 11 backup quarterbacks played significant snaps on Sunday. Next week, 12 of the 32 opening day quarterbacks could be on the sidelines. My Vegas people are genuinely wondering what the hell is going on with quarterback play. And when it comes to getting competent quarterback play in back of it, this is why I say it sucks for P.J. Walker in this discussion, is that of all the bad backup quarterbacks that I've been able to name – in the previous three weeks, there has been nobody in a in a room filled of bad, okay? Nobody has been worse than P.J. Walker. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, you hit the pinata, you bust it open, you get a bad quarterback. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And P.J. Walker has been the worst of the bunch in the previous three weeks. The NFL's got an issue. It's shortened practices. They're not letting anybody, any of these backup quarterbacks, get any of the reps or anything like that because every rep is so desired. So they're they're just sitting there. They're getting no. They're getting no practice, no work in, and then they're being thrusted into these games. There's a lot to discuss here. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Let's talk about the backup quarterback situation, and I'll, I'll make a confession when it comes to DTR. We'll do that and more. Plus, what's the postseason possibility for this Browns team? Where do you sit now? sitting with what we know and where their current record is. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fan. All right, back in here on the fan. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's weird. My people in Vegas, right? Listen, right now, I think it's going beyond just my people in Vegas, but I, I will give credit to my people in Vegas first. Last week after the game, they were the first ones to kind of point out this quarterback crisis that we're currently in right now. And they, the, the people out West, they have maintained this mentality and you're seeing it drip through, uh, guys like Kevin Clark, for instance, people like that. Now they're, they're getting on, uh, bigger networks and they're telling you guys like, Hey, pay attention to what's going on right now. Does the NFL have a quarterback problem? And I'm looking around and, and this is part of why I feel a certain way about PJ Walker in a week where we, I can't even say half of these names in a week where we saw Tommy DeVito, Will Levis, Bryce Ripien, PJ Walker, Jaron Hall, Josh Dobbs, Tyson Bagent, and that's just that's just a fraction of the guys. In a week where we saw all those guys, PJ Walker was the worst and has been the worst. And I think that's where I'm a little alarmed. And yes, we I, you do have to wonder, is it roster construction not allowing the dollars? Is it the fact that you're not going to get as many reps for the backup quarterbacks? Or is defense at a point right now where it's just so good in the NFL? 
if we have these type of quarterbacks out there on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, it does make you wonder whether or not the NFL is going to shift its its rules and shift how it does the game and officiating and then makes it easier on the quarterbacks so that we don't have these type of situations. But the hard part about that is that it'll also make it easier for guys like Mahomes and Burrow, and I think that gap is only going to get bigger and larger. I don't know. I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, though. Like, like, is it because in the past couple years we've watched Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Big Ben, all these stable quarterbacks that have been around for 20 years, is it because we watched them all just go away and now this, this new class hasn't really been ushered in and they haven't been ushered in the same way where you get reps to the backup? And I'm not saying – a lot of reps, but you'd get reps as a backup quarterback. You used to be able to get reps as a backup quarterback. Now you get nothing. You don't even get crumbs. You, you, just get, you get nothing. And so then when Dorian Thompson-Robinson has to be thrown in there in the very first game of his career against the number one scoring defense on two hours' notice, people are like, well, you can't put him back out there now. Dude just can't hack it. It's like, what? What do you mean can't hack it? Shouldn't he, shouldn't he have a, a shot here? A little bit? And I'm not even a guy that that sticks up for and have not I really have not stuck up for Dorian Thompson Robinson throughout this entire stretch. But I look around and I I thought about this a couple of days ago. I was like, why are we why are we not going back to him? If it's gonna be PJ Walker, if it's not Deshaun Watson, aren't we just prepared for the worst? I've had three weeks of PJ Walker, I don't want to see any more. But I know what this does to the locker room, and I know what this does to the players involved. You can't be ping-ponging back and forth and all around and who's actually our backup quarterback, who isn't our backup quarterback. Honestly, I think it's P.J. Walker just because of continuity. I'd love to tell you it's because of the third and seventh throw in the Indy game where in that final drive he just put a dime in between two defenders and they don't believe that D.P.J. or excuse me, not D.P.J., D.T.R. can do that. A lot of uh, three... What are we even calling that? What do you call that when you shorten that up? Is that just an acronym? An acronym? Really? As simple as that? I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Sometimes my bird brain gets in the way and I can't think about things on the fly. I'm like, wait, what? What is that? What is that simple thing? It's like rubber ducks last night. I'm like over here with the Akron rubber ducks. I just made like one of the dumbest comments I've ever made. Yes, you're right. Thank you. Thank you, Big Weege. An acronym. Like, but with, with DTR, with Dorian Thompson Robinson, I'm sitting over here and I'm like, I, I, I don't understand why he can't get another look at this point. Only thing I can think of is you don't want to mess up the locker room that way. You don't want to go from one side to another, then one side to another, and it just makes you look like you're weak. It makes you look like you don't know, you haven't been able to make up your mind. And then if DTR is bad and he's not good, then you've thrown him out there twice, and that might hamper him in the long term. But he was put in a very, very just awful situation to try to have success. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these games for this weekend though. I mean, it's just Tommy DeVito versus Aiden O'Connell makes me want to just my eyes bleed. Makes me want to just not watch at all. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look, a lot of opening day quarterbacks sitting on the sidelines, and there's a lot of these quarterbacks that shouldn't even have been considered opening day quarterbacks to begin with. I think you're more right than wrong. My my friends in Vegas are more right than they're wrong in the suggestion that we might the NFL might have a quarterback problem right now. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two, which in some ways makes you sympathize and empathize with Andrew Barry in the current situation, but in other ways makes you then get even more mad at the fact that 
He just kind of let it all happen. Matt and Euclid up next. Hello, Matt. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Hey, Matt. How's it going? Well, well, something I was thinking about, just but I'll get to my point in a second, but I, I was thinking about, like, at some point, it's like the paradigm shifted, and, like, I think it just kind of caught us all off guard just because all of a sudden it was like, I remember, you know, guys like Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, they were never thrust right into things. Like, like I feel like there was there was time for like some of these, like, you know, young QBs to grow and develop, and I think that was, like, when the, the – QBs and the backup QBs were back. Like, like I still remember, sure. you know, you could have guys like, uh, you know, Tommy Maddox or, uh, or, uh, yeah. who were, who were half the, uh, Patriots, uh, oh, well, I mean, that was also, Matt, that was Garoppolo. Well, that was Brissett. Yeah, that was Garoppolo, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Matt Quinn, uh, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, he had the greatest well, Matt, in the world. Matt, think well, about, think but, about it this way though. Like, like Patrick Mahomes got to sit for a year before playing. That would never happen today. That was a half decade yeah, ago. That would never happen today. Yeah, behind out. Yeah, yeah. Now it's darn if you do, darn if you don't. If the if the QB goes out and he's uh, and he's garbage, uh, then all of a sudden they're drafting a replacement the next year. So, so I think you're almost at a a weird position. Like, like I I think you know last or two years ago with Baker, where it's like, well, if I if I don't play, uh, they're going to think I'm soft. And if I do play and get and get hurt, then the fans are all cheering for my replacement. And and that it's like. You know, Baker, I feel like, forced, was forced to play and the fans turned against him. Uh, but then I feel like uh, you have a situation now where uh, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like I've seen a lot. Of, like, I've seen a lot. You know, you always feel like the guys that like, comes out, you know, they're playing on a, uh, you know, on a, uh, a torn muscle and yeah. gutting it out in the championship game. Or, you know, uh, I swear sometimes they shoot up uh, – Robsberger with a uh, horse tranquilizer at halftime because there there were uh, there were games where it looked like he was like just they need to like uh, duct tape his body back together. He still comes back and throws like two touchdowns, but like I, I feel like uh, it just seems like uh, like Watson just comes off as soft. You have you have uh, oh, 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 man, I well, knew well, you. Were, I was waiting to see where you were going with it. I was well, waiting. I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You, you have Ford out there on a sprained ankle. You have it's you a have, real uh, injury, Njoku, Matt. Got, it's, it's, a re, it's a real injury. You don't you don't think it's a real injury? Njoku got his face burned off and he's back and he's back out there. Well, like, Njoku's like, tough like, for sure. Yeah. Well, like, well, and, and honestly, I feel like tell me if you're wrong, and no one seems to want to talk about this. You take a year off from contact, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, do I want to take that hit? Do I want to?" No one seems to want to approach that subject of. I'll approach it, and I appreciate you, as always. Thank you. I'll approach it. Do I think Deshaun is soft? I don't. I don't. I think he's got a real injury. I, I genuinely do. I believe in Deshaun's injury. I, I, now, I think there was a problem with how we initially took in the diagnosis or misdiagnosis of this injury. For the first couple weeks, everyone thought it was just a bone bruise, and that was the real problem attached to all this. When people thought it was a bone bruise, people were making the case that they were soft, and then you watch Deshaun in certain instances, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. He is just getting hit and then taking himself out of the game, isn't he? And I don't think that helped Deshaun's case at all, but I'm here to tell you, it's a real injury. I'm not I'm not going to go ahead and, and call Deshaun soft, and mainly because I believe him when he says – and I, well, you guys know I don't take athletes at their word. I don't take coaches at their word either. 
I'm here to dispel most of that most of the time. But when he says, why else would I have worked as hard as I did to come back if I was just going to go ahead and coast it out? I, I, I believe him. Everyone's like, oh, he's got $230 million reasons uh, and, and to come back. I, no, okay, okay. The man was already rich beyond rich, okay? I don't think he's coming back to play football just solely for $230 million when he already had more money than he could ever spend in his lifetime. Like, when you come back and sign for $230 million, what you're doing is you're coming back and signing so that your grandkids' grandkids drive Lambos, okay? That's what you're taking care of, your grandkids' grandkids. I can't make it all about the money in that instance. I can't, I can't and I won't. I genuinely do believe he came back because this is what he does. He plays football at a top level that's always ever known. So he's coming back to make sure he can stamp that down. And, oh, by the way, nothing erases the shame attached to his name with all the allegations by coming back and being an awesome football player. That's just how, that's how we work in society. We've done it for, time, for person after person, fair or unfair. That's what we do. When you're awesome at a sport, eventually we forget about your bad past. Even if they are allegations, we forget about it. That's how that works. He's got so many reasons beyond money to try to come back and be awesome again. So many reasons. So I buy into that logic. I really do. 216-474-0092. We come on back. We'll continue with your phone calls on this. And uh, what what exactly we're going to see this weekend? If it is Deshaun Watson, if it is P.J. Walker. Also, what did Ross Tucker say about whether or not this team can compete with the big boys? You want to hear that as well. When the Cavs get done, we'll talk about the Cavs as well. Your phone calls, at JPDorn on Twitter. Appreciate all you guys tuning in as always. It's overtime with Jonathan Beatle here with you on the fan. All right, we'll get to the Cavs when that wraps up. Appreciate all you guys listening tonight. And uh, by the way, you ever want to tune in at home? Use your smart speaker. It's fantastic. Use your smart speaker. Get us all locked in and dialed in. Maybe you got your uh, you got to clean. Maybe you got to put up some Christmas decorations. Get the smart speaker out. Listen to us there. 92 through the fan, and of course, using the Odyssey app as well as always. Now, I'm going to take this next phone call, but I got to preface this out. Sometimes people tweet at me, and I know where they're going before they get on the airwaves. So that guy is going to join us in a second. But I need to give out the qualifiers first. So that guy tweeted at me and said, oh, you're finally on the DTR train. He's been on the DTR train. It's not that I'm on the DTR train. Listen, P.J. Walker is going to be the starter on Sunday if it's not Deshaun Watson. That's case closed. That's not for debate. I'm not coming over here and saying DTR is going to be the the starter and I'm predicting this and that. No, 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 no. Kevin Savansky has made it abundantly clear. If it is not Deshaun Watson, it is P.J. Walker. So we're doing an exercise of fertility to begin with. But here's where I'll say this. It's not that I'm on board with DTR. It's more that I'm accepting an understanding in hindsight based off of how good the Ravens' defense has become. They're the number one scoring defense in all the NFL. All they've done is shut out teams left and right. They look fantastic defensively. They made the Lions look like they couldn't move the football at all. They're just really good. They're very impressive to me. And so I have to, with given more information, I have to give DTR more slack with the idea that it was his first NFL start. He didn't practice at all all week with the first team reps. He didn't know he was starting until two hours prior to the game. And against that defense, I don't know that anybody has that great of a chance. C.J. Stroud got shut down against that defense. Jared Goff looked very normal. Jared Goff has played in Super Bowls. Like, it's just a good defense. So I don't think he's anything because of 
uh, the preseason or any other nonsense like that. That's not why I'm advocating for DTR to potentially have another shot. And I'm not really even advocating for that. I like that. I like that PJ Walker can win you a game. He's done it. He's shown he can do that. The third and seven on the final drive against Indy did show me something. It's just that I just feel bad for DTR. That was not a fair opportunity. It was not. And I, I want him to know that. Not that he's listening to this, but if it can get back to him, because sometimes things get back to these players, I'd like him to know that I feel empathy for his situation when at the time I did not feel much empathy at all. I really didn't. I was like, that's your job. Go out and do your job. He was not put in a fair position. That guy in Cleveland. Now go ahead. Hey, JP. What's going on tonight? I, I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? Well, I have a little bit of a more. I, I didn't mean, by the way, I, I did yesterday. <laughs> that, no, you're fine. I didn't mean to be like that guy. Go ahead. If that came across a little stern, I did not mean it that way. That was just me saying. It was just a <laughs> bad way of me saying hi. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's start um, this again. How are we doing tonight, that guy? How are we doing? Doing great. Doing right. great. Uh, so yeah, you know, I mean. DTR, I mean, he was he was definitely put in a bad spot, and you know, I I realized this from the moment that, that after the game that had happened, I I I knew that you know it wasn't his fault. You know, I don't put I definitely don't, would not have put blame on him. In fact, this is this, here's something interesting too. I actually sent out a tweet to his uh, Twitter account, letting him know that you know. I, I think you're a talented young individual, man. That game wasn't was not on you. Uh, you know, I hope you find success later on and stuff like that. Yeah. I sent I, I did send him out that tweet, and lo and behold, did he respond to you? I think it was his mother reacted to the tweet. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, think shocking, about right? think about that. It's not shocking though, because and I appreciate you, that guy. It's not shocking only because I don't know if you're the mom of somebody that you thought maybe was. He wasn't railroaded, but he wasn't given a fair crack at it. And then he's, he's being he's being thrown to the the media wolves and to the Browns fans and, and just being shredded apart. And, and listen, we all loved him in preseason, but that's I would stick up for my kid too. I, I I'd like to believe I would, and I know I now I, well, I need to refrain from that. I wouldn't stick up for my kid solely because I would hope that my kid would be able to fight their own battles. But that's from a father to a son. A mother to a son is a different relationship. Moms do those type of things. They can't help themselves. It's the loving nature that they have. They can't help themselves there. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Also, I'm not a dad to a son. I'm a dad to a daughter. So I would imagine I would be in there and like, hey, Hey, you you lay off my daughter. You don't you don't talk trash about her. But then I also I would justify it with like every accomplishment under the sun that my daughter had achieved and been like, what do you what have you what have you accomplished? What have you accomplished? But if they're defending her, then great. Sorry, that was long winded. Dave and Moraine up next. Hello, Dave. JP, how you doing, man? What's up, Dave? You know, I I mean, I I agree with you about this DTR stuff and. You know, I kind of wish that over these last couple of games, maybe they would have gave him another crack at it. Uh, you know, I know with signing P.J. Walker to the to the actual team, you know, they were going to make that commitment a little bit, but I don't think he would have done much worse. And are, are we really worried about, like, wrecking his confidence? I mean, is that really a thing with, like, professional athletes? It, you know, he goes out and has a bad game in his first game against a really good defense, and we're worried about him shriveling up. That's the case. He's probably not the guy, anyways. Then, right? 
Yeah, and that's a point that, and I appreciate you, Dave, that's a point that Daryl was trying to ride home, was the idea that like his confidence would be destroyed. I, I think, Here's what I think happened, okay? And I don't want to spend a million hours on DTR. I do find it fascinating, though. I think that the Ravens game happened, you had the bye week, and you had the 49ers game. If you put them out there, you had to stay with them the entire time. They didn't want to do it against the 49ers because 49ers at that point were a juggernaut. Undefeated, great defense. You got Joey Bosa breathing down your neck. I just think they didn't want to set him up to fail. I really do. I don't think they want to set him up to fail. And then, lo and behold, P.J. Walker actually doesn't fail, gets the win, and you can't turn back from that. Then he wins week two, and you can't turn back from that. And now the Seattle game, you could, in theory, make a move. But going back to DTR, if he then doesn't work out, it's just you see how this gets convoluted. You see how this gets a little messy. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Tommy and Beach, what up next? Hello, Tommy. What's up, JP? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good, but hey, two quick things. One, uh, I think Stefanski's in a little bit of a raw deal. Um, if anything, if anybody fumbled this year, and Stefanski's not perfect. I, I want to reiterate that. I know he makes some mistakes. But Andrew Berry, with the whole quarterback thing, beginning beginning of the year, not signing a qualified backup, getting rid of Dobbs, et cetera, et cetera, Brissett, and the trade deadline. I think we needed to pick up a piece or two there. But that that's neither here nor there. The other thing I wanted to say real quick is that I know Bill from Parma. I know he's listening. About six weeks ago, he called your show, and he said Wisconsin would bury Ohio State. (laughs) Well, Bill, who's number one in the country now, buddy? That's all I got to say. Have a good night, JP. Take care, my man. Thank you, Tommy. I appreciate you. I don't remember Bill saying that, but it sounds like something Bill might have said. Do you remember that one, Bone? I just know that Bill in Parma is kind of a Buckeye hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... He's the Kirk Herbstreet of my phone calls. That's what it is. Uh, I want to play this for you guys. It's Ross Tucker earlier today talking about whether or not he believes the Browns can compete with the top teams. This was on Afternoon Drive. I thought this was fascinating. Here we go. They are one of 11 teams in the NFL that are 4-3, and 4-4, and four, or 3-4. and four. Considering it's 11 teams, would you consider the Browns in the top half of those 11 teams? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not looking at all of them, but I'm just like thinking about who some of those teams are, like the Titans, like the Steelers. And I, I think the Browns are better than them. Um, I think we're all like beyond curious to see what the Browns can do if Deshaun Watson plays like he did. What was that? What was it? It was against the Titans, right? Yep. Week three. That he had his really good game. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, they get a real opportunity here. If the guy can just stay healthy and play like he played against the Titans, or even just close to that, they really got something. Yeah, I agree with Ross, though. And that's all you need. You don't need him to be the world's greatest right now. I think that's part of this that's getting lost. If you believe the Browns can compete with the top teams, I don't think you're crazy. But the the fascinating part of this to me is that we just we go round and round of the same conversations we had all summer long. I, I feel like it's June right now. I think it's June or July, and I'm back to doing summer radio talking about this Browns team. It's like, well, what happens with Deshaun depends on what happens with this Browns squad. It's like, wait, we're back to these conversations again? Now, the good thing about this, though, is that it really truly is that way, and it really does feel that way, where we go as far as he goes. And so if you want to feel like four and three, maybe you're not satisfied, maybe you're not happy, maybe you're thrilled over the moon, no matter what it is, the season still hangs in the balance. The season has not been – there's no white flag that's been waved. I know it's been three weeks of us talking about where this team is and where this team isn't for some people, 
But the season is really, and all our realities are right in front of our faces. We just need Deshaun to be all right. We don't need him to be the world's greatest quarterback. We just need him to be all right.